time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Red Friday with ESWL. Streamline your business procurement by making them an approved vendor. Very good evening. Welcome to Red Friday as Aberdeen prepare for their opening league away day of the season and the short trip down the A90 to Dens Park. We'll look ahead to that one as well as the rest of the weekend card and the predictor. I'm Dave McDermott and joining me are Andrew Shiny and Alan Davidson. First of all, Andrew, last Sunday's game, your thoughts? Um, we were lucky to get a point out of it. I think our performance wasn't anything like as good as we put out against Burnley in either of the two legs. But when you play badly and still manage to take a point off a side that is a class better than us, then you've got to feel quite happy about it. Strange comments, which I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss further from uh, uh, the Rangers manager after the game. But uh, it wasn't a great performance, but... As, the ma- as our manager said, there were mitigating factors. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think in the end, a great point. But the guys looked from the from the early stages. The, the players looked really, really tired. They looked like they were really feeling the effects of Thursday night. And to come away with a point in the end, especially in the in the dying minutes of the game, it felt like more than a point. And the sending off, uh, it was it was. <laughs> A red card. It was a red Although card. Although it's now not a red card. Yeah, um, and I believe it must have been the referee who reviewed the decision rather than a, a panel which reviewed it. So all those that were saying that, uh, you know, Kevin Clancy's been hung out to dry, Kevin Clancy hung himself out to dry. I think initially we didn't see it, let's be honest. We didn't see what happened, but we saw replays. My first thought on seeing the replay was that it was just a flick of the foot, but then when I saw it more closely... You can see that Morales has extended his leg and is kicked beyond the back of Scott McKenna. So there was a fair amount of force in that kick. He missed, but that doesn't make any difference. If you aim a kick at a player, you get sent off. Unless Stephen Gerrard has mumped and moaned about the referees being against Rangers, the world against Rangers, and... Kevin Clancy's been suckered in by that, I think. Alan, it's that same word again, consistency, because we saw Shea at the end of last season, a red card that wasn't rescinded for what looks a lot less violent. In fact, it doesn't really do anything wrong. No, absolutely. I think we've we've spoken about this. And I think Shea's... We still haven't quite figured out. There was kind of a whole couple of minutes went on that eventually resulted in the red card we still haven't quite cleared up which part of that he was sent off for because nobody can quite spot which part of that was a red card offence Morelos has kicked out it's it's hardly GBH but he's kicked out at an opponent and the line that's been pulled out all week by everybody trying to defend Morelos is this excessive force part of the rule and surely any force used in a kick at an opponent 30 yards away from the ball is excessive like the manager said after the game last week it doesn't say in the rules how hard you've got to kick somebody it's just he's tried to kick him well let's hear the manager's reaction to the news that Morelos' red card is now a yellow yeah again it's it's up to the authorities to, to look at each case you know um I think um, it was uh, from our own point of view. I think all the clubs at different stages of the season, you know, can be on the 
um, the harsh end of some decisions, whether he deserved to get sent off or not, you know, um, as for others to decide, I'm not going to add to that and make any more comment, you know, but I'm without a player, um, Shea Logan, for when I've looked back at the footage of what, he, what he's actually got sent off for or suspended, where he did absolutely nothing, really, other than maybe a yellow card offence, getting himself involved, but he did nothing there that deserved a red card offence. Yet when we um, appeal that, um, we don't get that um, rescinded and he done a lot, lot less than maybe some others do. So uh, you just never know with these appeals. Um, some go for you, some don't. But it's not isolated to one particular club. Um, harsh decisions. Yep, harsh decisions indeed. And uh, Andrew, uh, the the game last Sunday came at a cost uh, because defensively we're kind of short and none more will be missed than uh, Scott McKenna. Yeah, Scott unfortunately has picked up a hamstring injury that will see him out for six weeks perhaps. Uh, let's hope that it is slightly shorter than that but it's the type of injury that you take no risks with so we're just going to have to get on without him but we've got a ready-made replacement in Andrew Considine who can slot in there to his more preferred position of of centre-back and Graham Shinney could come in at left-back it does leave us a wee bit short in in terms of defensive cover certainly because uh, with Tommy Hoban being ruled out as well and Mark Reynolds on the even longer term injury list along with Shea being suspended were extremely light in terms of experienced defenders. Now a lot of people have been saying you know, there was a transfer window that closed last night down in, in England. Why have we not signed somebody? Rest assured folks, uh, you know, Derek McInnes is doing his utmost to, to try and bring new players into Pataudry but it is not as easy as some would have you believe. You don't just go and pluck the first name that's waiting in the queue of, of those uh, looking for a new club uh, so I think we've still got another, what, 21 days of this transfer window for Scottish clubs. I don't think there's any need to be panicking yet. Yes, other clubs have, have been more active in the market, but in the fullness of time, will their purchases turn out to have been wise ones? Who knows? Yeah, and here's the manager who admits that losing Scott McKenna is most certainly a blow to the team. Yeah, it looks like that. Um, were worst fears were confirmed after the scan and um, a significant tear there in his hamstring. It was an unnatural position he got himself into with the, the block. Uh, I think maybe the effects of the game Thursday night and the travelling and stuff may have had a role to play as well but without him. Um, I think w- when you put a squad together, you try and put a squad together that lets you, allows you to try and uh, cope without key players and and injuries and suspensions and stuff so no doubt it's a blow for us because he's been in terrific form since we've been the team Another young player Alan that was spoken about of course was uh, Bruce Anderson for all the right reasons Yeah absolutely I think Bruce came in and I think there was a slight change of shape with the introduction of Bruce as well but he had kind of two chances the first one was the header not that far away and then he got his chance with a goal brilliantly left by Lewis Ferguson uh, a kind of a, a poorer player might have taken a swing at that it was left for him great finish and when you see the replays kind of from behind the goal it just creeps past the fingertips of Alan McGregor and just inside the post and it, it took that to beat McGregor because he, he is a good goalkeeper but what, what a way to introduce yourself 
And he's a natural predator, as young Bruce Sander. He is. I mean, uh, you saw him score a hat-trick in the Youth Cup semi-final down at Kilmarnock. Uh, I've seen him play lots of times for the development league side and you're right, he's a natural predator. He said himself after the game that um, he's still got a lot to work on, particularly his left side, but when you see that goal again, his first touch is excellent. The finish is, as Alan said, absolutely clinical. There was only the one place he could have put it to beat Alan McGregor and he found that little corner of the net just inside the post and uh, you know it it lifted everyone Uh, it was threatening to become a very very flat Sunday for everyone involved with the football club and that goal from Bruce Anderson uh, being a young player making his first appearance for the first team just lifted the whole atmosphere and hopefully that will carry on into the game at Dens Park tomorrow Well defender Andy Considine he says the late goal from Bruce was very welcome indeed Of course it shows that hunger and desire and that fitness that we've got as a team that we just keep going right to the end Now I always find that um, when you play against the likes of Celtic, you know, and, and you're holding them off for 90 odd minutes, and then the last kick of the ball, they've got the park and score kind of thing, you know. And I th- you've always thought, God, that's something you could really do with having in a team, you know. And I feel that since the manager's come in, it's something if we don't score early, you know, there's no pressure to just run up this park and score and force the game, you know, just uh, relax. And, and I suppose, you know, I'll say. It was great that it, it came from young Brucey as well. You know, he's deserved a chance and, uh, you know, he, he definitely took it when he came on. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's something that, as I say, you can't you can't force scoring goals, you know, from every minute of the game. So you've just got to, you've just got to wait, you know, until, until these things happen. Andy Considine there. Well, we've spoken about the lack of activity on the transfer market and the manager admits it is very frustrating. We've cast the net far and wide for, for certain players. You know, we've had offers in, offers in and rejected both at home and abroad for certain players over the last few weeks. Um, and that's ongoing, you know, so there's nothing... Um, anything to tell you here today um, and that can change you know obviously the English transfer window closes tonight um, and there may be um, circumstances there that maybe allow us to be a wee bit more confident that we can make those signings but nothing imminent at the minute um, on where we've been looking at Derek speaking yesterday ahead of tomorrow's trip to Dens Park and, and Alan they, they're still time in. I know that uh, as Andrew alluded to earlier there is so much work being done to try and bring players in and I don't think anybody would argue we need, we are very light and we've seen that with the amount of injuries and the Shea suspension this weekend um, but it's also important that he doesn't bring in a player just for bringing in a player's sake. Exactly, I mean I think it is kind of frustrating from the outside looking in that we're, we are in the position we're in at the moment but you've got to believe that we are working to get the right players it's not just signing a player it has to be the right player I mean I, I think one of the key areas we're looking at is a striker and I'm sure if we wanted a striker we could go and sign another Nicky Maynard and then we'd get as much kind of disgruntlement from the fans for signing a player that isn't performing it needs to when you bring somebody in it needs to be the right person and if that takes that extra two or three days so be it You'd you'd rather have the right player a week later than a player who's going to sit on the bench and not do anything all season you need somebody who's going to come in and contribute 
And if that's going to take a bit longer, it's going to take a bit longer. The squad being light, the under, other side of the coin, Andrew, is of course that uh, you've got younger players. Ryan Harrington was on the bench, an unused sub last last week, so they will get more opportunities. Yes, and uh, Bruce Anderson was uh, a great example uh, of a young player being given an opportunity, a grasped it with both hands. Who's not to say that uh, Ryan Harrington could possibly come into the equation tomorrow? Uh, I've seen Ryan for uh, the whole of last season. He's very tall, athletic, gets himself about the park well. He's been taught well down at the Everton Academy. And I don't think uh, we would have any worries about seeing him playing in the right-back role tomorrow. But uh, uh, as the manager said, uh, I think during his press conference yesterday, he has the luxury of seeing these guys in training every day. This is something that fans tend to forget about. They, they see them out in the park and make all their judgments about what they see on, on a match day. The manager sees them every day in training, knows what they're capable of doing, knows if they're mentally ready to be playing in first-team football. So... Uh, it's one of those you have to just go back and say in Derek we trust yeah and, and this is exactly what he said where he basically is saying that uh, anybody in the squad uh, first team development squad uh, could potentially get their chance the chance is always there the chance is always there I've said this often enough you know people can comment from outside in but I get the luxury of seeing them every day I get the luxury of watching them perform every day um, and it takes more than just being a good player but certainly you know, that personality and confidence that we Bruce showed the temperament and, and personality and confidence that young uh, Lewis is showing McKenna's you know that is what um, a youngster should learn and grab you know because the ability has got them to Aberdeen um, where they are now they became full time players through their ability it takes more than ability to, to be ready made and somebody that can do the job that McKenna's done to, to once he gets in the team have that um, determination not to let anybody else get in the team uh, and that's what you're looking for from everybody but certainly from the younger ones to have that belief in themselves and that and kind of attitude to to, um, to show that, they, that they're good enough to play week in week out and hopefully there's nothing better it'd make my job a lot easier about food ready-made youngsters ready to come in and play every week I wouldn't be on the phone at 10 hours a day speaking to agents and clubs so the more youngsters we get in the team the better This is North Sound 1's Red Friday with Dave McDermott Andrew Shiny and Alan Davidson we'll look ahead to the game tomorrow afternoon after these You're listening to North Sound 1's Red Friday. The Dons will take around 3,000 fans to Tayside tomorrow afternoon when they face Dundee at Dens Park in the Ladbrokes SPFL Premiership. And uh, Andrew, what type of game? Usually enjoyable down there. It usually is. I mean, we've got a fantastic record there. In fact, start of the week for you, boys. How many times have Dundee beaten us on league duty at Dens Park in the last half century? Three. Seven. Five. No. Right, right in the middle. Five. <laughs> well, our um, answers are the stats. Uh, well, both. Uh, and we've won 33 times down there. Uh, we're going to make it uh, 10 in a row undefeated if, if we don't get beaten tomorrow. And uh, it's, it's often been the place where if you wanted a result, that was the place to go. You always got a result. But Dundee showed enough last week against St Mirren to suggest it, it certainly won't be a 7-0 game. But I do think Aberdeen have got too much for this current Dundee side and should win the game fairly comfortably. And it would be nice to get uh, just to carry on the feel-good factor that we've finished off with at Petardi on Sunday. 
And uh, Alan, what's your thoughts on tomorrow? Yeah, it's kind of echoing what Andrew said. Never, never an easy place to go on paper, but successful. <laughs> it's always, and, and always looks, it's really straightforward. <laughs> yeah, it does. It 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 always looks a trickier game than it seems to turn out, and we always seem to kind of. If when there has been tight games, we generally come out on top between ourselves and Dundee. And like Andrew says, I mean Jack Hamilton will make that mistake once this season. Um, well, <laughs> hopefully more. Sure about that. Uh, I think Neil McCann uh, will only allow it to make yeah, it once. Um, it was a Dundee really unlucky not to get something out of the game at St Mirren last week, but they've had a, a few games already kind of League Cup that they've been coming away saying they felt they played better than the result and at the end of the day it's the result that counts and hopefully they're on the wrong end of it again tomorrow well hat trick hero Andy Considering from a couple of seasons ago he's expecting a hard game I, th- I, th- I think it's going to be a very tough game it always is at Dens Park um, it'll be very tight definitely have a tight tight game but um, yeah yeah, we've got uh, a good a good enough record down there but um, you know, every season different um, they've recruited well um, as I say it'll be a very tough game and the manager kind of echoes Andy's comments yeah, I think it'll be tough um, I think um, Dundee have shown that they're um, capable of big results um, obviously Neil's made some changes there and brought some players in and we've or myself I've got familiarised myself a wee bit more with them this week having watched them and um, you know so I think that uh, they did not at the start they would have wanted, but you know, watching the game back against St. Burn, they've been they've been hard done to you know to get something from the game. Ultimately, mistakes cost them, which can happen. Um, getting something to the game, but um, I think it'll be tough. Normally, as at Dundee, we we'll normally get good results down there, though. Um, we overcome that kind of challenge, and we we'll have a big support there. I believe three thousand going down there, and uh, they'll be giving us they'll be in good voice, no doubt. So hopefully, as to say, we can go and get. Build on, which for me has been a decent start for us through the European uh, campaign. The performances, the result against Rangers when we weren't our best. Hopefully, we can go down there and get all three. Okay, Alan, one to watch tomorrow. I am going to go with the man we heard from Andy Considine. I thought arguably the best player in a red shirt on the park last Sunday against Rangers. And again, it's another season where people have over the summer have seen is that is that the end of Considine? Is is kind of his time up? But he's been there forever and puts in performance after performance one of the kind of outstanding consistent performers over the last few years and I think down at Dens Park another big performance from Conti could go a long way towards picking up all three points Andrew I'm going to go for Niall McGinn purely in the fact that uh, he's our top scorer against the Dark Blues 10 goals and 15 appearances against uh, the Dens Park side or sorry we should call it now the Kilmack Stadium at Dens Park side uh, don't think we will no uh, but uh, I think McGinn is uh, just getting back to his absolute best and uh, I fancy him for a goal or two tomorrow Okay, predictor, how did we get on last week, Alan? Well, last week we did finally get some scores from Dave Galloway in time before the first game kicked off. So, Dave and Andrew and Dave Galloway, you all scored four points and the Red Army, represented by me, out in front, champions out in front already with six. 
Hey, we're only two points behind Dave. Exactly. It's, not a, big it's a marathon, not a sprint, <laughs> as we say every year when we go behind at the start. Um, so, predictor for tomorrow. Uh, again, you're doing the Red Army again I'm, this I'm weekend. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Andrew, first of all, how do you see it going? Uh, as I said, I fancy us to, to win down there just because of the fact that history points us in that direction, and I think we'll win it 3 0. And what's Dave G going for? Dave G is going 2 1 for Aberdeen. Red Army, 2-0. OK, and I've gone for 3-0 along with Andrew Hearts against Celtic. Alan, start with you. Yep, Hearts against Celtic. 12.30 kick-off, by the way. 12.30 kick-off on the longest pitch in Scotland, I think. Um, I did see Bryn Rodgers complaining about that one again. Um, I still fancy, despite the length of the grass, that Celtic to get a result, 3-1. Andrew? Yeah, I've got 3-1, as has Dave G. And I've gone 2-0. Livingston, Kilmarnock? Well, Livy, um, they they battled hard against Celtic, but uh, ultimately went down. I think Kilmarnock, uh, carrying on from where they left off last season, have got enough to to win that one by two goals to one. Dave Galloway reckons it's going to be even uh, more of a Kilmarnock victory, 2-0. Okay, Alan, on behalf of the Red Army? Uh, 2-1 2-1 Kilmarnock OK, staying with you for Motherwell Hamilton, the Lanarkshire Derby Yeah, Motherwell Hamilton oh, Sorry, I meant to say I've, I've gone for 1-1, by the way Livingston, Killing. Sorry <laughs> uh, the, Motherwell Hamilton um, Neither side particularly impressive last week, but Motherwell in the last kind of 10-15 minutes could have had 4 or 5 against Hibs um, Hamilton, like I said last week really fair for them, 2-0 Motherwell yeah, I'm going 2 0 Motherwell as well. Home advantage, shading it for them. Dave G, he can't separate the sides. He's going 1 1. Okay, and I've gone for 1 0 Motherwell. Uh, the two Sunday games, uh, starting with Rangers St. Mirren, Andrew. Well, Rangers, uh, excellent win in midweek against Maribor. I think they'll carry on the good form. They'll just be too strong for St. Mirren and will win 2 0. Dave G thinks that they're going to win 3 0. Okay, uh, Alan? I'm agreeing with Dave G on this one 3-0 Rangers And I've gone for Rangers 3 St Mirren 1 Final 1 also on Sunday afternoon St Johnson at home to Hibs Hibs again 0-0 draw last night but very importantly nil against um, to take over to Molda next week I fancy Hibs to continue their good form they generally score goals 2-0 Hibs Okay, Andrew. I'm going to go 3-1 Hibs and Dave G's gone 2-1 Hibs. Okay, I've gone for 1-1. One, one. Uh, in League 2 tomorrow, Peter Head, they're on their travels at Albion Rovers and in the Highland League. Pick of the games, uh, Cove Rangers against Bucky Thistle and Inverurie Locos against Fermartin. Okay, the final games for some of the section, the Grill League Cup, uh, one of the ones we'll pick out is in Group 7, where three teams can still qualify. Paul Russell at home to Cooter, they can both go through, and Hermes, who are at home to Aberdeen University, all also have a chance of going through that Sherlock for another week on Red Friday. Remember, it's Dundee against the Dons, three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. We'll see you next Friday. Bye bye. It's not Sound One's Red Friday.